0: The reading is from the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Let
1: us be attentive.
0: In those days, Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians, and of the Alexandrians, and of those from. Cilicia and Asia, arose and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes. And they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council and set up false witnesses who said, this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And the high priest said, Is this so? And Stephen said, Brethren and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, Depart from your land and from your kindred and go into the land which I will show you. Then he departed from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there and into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him in possession and to his posterity after him, though he had no child. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made with hands, As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and all of the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you now have betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and yet did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth against him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, "'Gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God "'and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, "'and he said, "'Behold, I see the heavens opened "'and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God.' "'But they cried out with a loud voice "'and stopped their ears and rushed together upon him. "'Then they cast him outside of the city and stoned him. "'And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet, of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive.
0: Glory to you, O Lord, glory to you.
1: When the wise men departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there till I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a furious rage, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time which he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spot- spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. He refused to be consoled because they were no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus reigned over Judea, in the place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazareth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is born. Established in 1897, the Boston Marathon is one of the longest, most well-known running races throughout the world. It attracts an international field, it's very prestigious, and the winner is held in high esteem throughout that year. And although the marathon has changed through the years with the commercialization of it and with sponsors, there's one thing that's remained the same, and that is the winner is crowned with a laurel wreath. And it's actually, the, the wreath is made in Greece, and then is brought over here, and they have one for the men's champion, and also one for the women's champion. And the crown is something that goes back to the 8th century B.C., where individuals were crowned when they were king, when they were ruler. They had a crown, and we all know back to the Olympic Games, if you competed in whatever sport that was, you received the crown marking that you were a victor, that you were a winner, that there was something special about you. We also see that in our church services. In the wedding service, we see husband and wife being crowned. They're crowned king and queen of their home. But one of the things about the marathon wreath is that the material that it's made of, the laurel or sometimes it's olive branches, was designed that way specifically because it doesn't last forever. And when you look at the champion who is crowned, that wreath will keep its vigor, it'll keep its freshness for a period of time. But by the end of the year, it's lost that. So your championship kind of goes away, your victory goes away, and now you have to compete again. Well, within the church, crown takes a different meaning. The meaning that we have as king and queen in the wedding also becomes the term martyr. And when we hear about martyr, there's nobody that we don't think about other than St. Stephen, the proto-martyr, the archdeacon, the apostle of the church. What we know of St. Stephen is found in Acts, in chapters 6 and 7. And what we see is that the apostles are struggling. They're trying to preach, they're trying to teach, but there's this disagreement that happens where the people aren't being served with their daily needs. So the apostles go ahead and, and vote and elect seven deacons. And the first one that they elect is Stephen. And the seven deacons, it says, are filled with the Holy Spirit and of faith and upright character. And Stephen goes about administering to the people and at the same time teaching the people and instructing them in the word of God. And as we saw with Jesus as he went about his mission, Stephen is also gets to be persecuted. The Jewish people don't like what they hear. they thought that by eliminating Jesus, they had eliminated their problem. They now find that this preaching of the resurrection is now causing another problem, and they're worried about this. So they bring him before them. And as Dan so beautifully read in today's epistle, we hear about Stephen's knowledge of the Old Testament and his knowledge of the faith and the fulfillment of all of that in Jesus Christ. And as he's saying that, The people who are so angry against him look at him and see his face shining as if it were an angel. So even though they're so angry and upset with him, the brilliance that's within him is even visible to them. And as he goes forward with his message to them, we hear that there's gnashing of teeth. While they're gnashing of teeth, he's looking up into the heavens and he sees Christ standing at the right hand of God the Father. And then we heard about how he was finally martyred, how he was stoned to death. And as he was stoned to death, he kept his peace, he kept his patience. He went through that in the same way in which Christ went through his passion. And the term martyr is witness. The term martyr doesn't, just mean that you die. Martyr means that you're testifying to something, and you're willing to die on behalf of that. And that's what St. Stephen did. He testified to what was the main message that Christ has brought to us, and that is perfect love. And you see that perfect love because as he's being stoned, he's asking God, To forgive them. And that's what we are all asked to do. The message of Stephen is something that we need to carry with us after Christmas. It's so easy to look at all the joy and the celebration of Christmas and the lights of Christmas. But as you look around, all of a sudden that disappears. That's the world. Christ is not of this world. The darkness will always try to overtake the light. We saw it with Christ in his mission. We saw it in his crucifixion. We see it in St. Stephen. But the interesting thing is that the darkness can't overtake the light. Evil can't overtake good. And when you look at the stoning of St. Stephen... There's three remarkable things that come out of that. First of all, the hymns yesterday spoke of the stones God made into a ladder. A ladder that Stephen walked up to go into heaven to receive his crown of martyrdom. Secondly, we hear in the epistle, they laid the clothes their clothes while they were stoning him at the feet of Saul. And it says in chapter 8 that Saul approved of what was being done. Yet this same Saul, in a short period of time, is going to see the risen Christ, and his life is going to be totally transformed. The third thing is a widespread persecution now breaks out. So those Christians in Jerusalem now leave, and they're scattered throughout the rest of that area. So what happens? Out of this act of evil, we have St. Stephen, who gets some martyrdom and is welcomed into heaven. We get the holy apostle Paul, who will spread the gospel to all extents of the world. And we now have other Christians who are going into other lands who are going to preach the gospel. Darkness cannot overcome the light. Evil cannot overcome good. That's the central message of Christ. And the way that it doesn't overcome it is through perfect love. My prayer is that we can all, no matter what persecutions we face, whether it be verbal persecutions, whether it be physical persecutions, whether it be internal persecutions and things that we struggle with. May we also witness our faith in those times. May we call upon Christ. May we abide in him as St. Stephen did and as all the other martyrs have throughout the ages. Amen.